0: In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to the Talk About It Outdoors boys and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy, the Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does. He exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed Seed, located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that will make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. If you're, if you're coming on now and you see this live, we got nine people watching. Listen, we are live testing out new equipment with uh, Chad from Cruiser Saddles. That's C-R-U-Z-R dot com. Go over and check them out before we get on here. You'll hear the plugs coming in all over the place. Our new partner in crime when it comes to saddle hunting. So. Chad's a great friend of ours, becoming a very, very close friend. After a weekend spent down here with us at the Bosch, you may not be that way of a friend. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, y'all are all live for the first time on the show. So if you've got any comments, make sure you pop them in. I don't know. Cody's working on that, see if any comments come up. So we're fixing to kick the show off, and uh, y'all hear it go. So, Nicholas, you
1: ready? Let's do it.
0: All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson. No, the TAI studio. You know, i got away with it, didn't I, Nick? Coming to you from our brand-new headquarters, we've got our great friend from Cruiser Saddles, this Chad Rice, come on and be with us for a while tonight. It's a live session on all social media platforms. Y'all come up, pull up a chair and sit a while. We're excited as we can be. That's going to get hard. be hard for me to get used to staying. Oh, I guarantee it. We might rename it after that beautiful neon sign twinkling above your head. We could probably get used to saying the Wilson studio. It's a little different for us, ain't
2: it? <laughs> it is. What are you to take your headphones off for? It. You might good it. They were muffled since it's coming through the TV.
0: So, Well, Chad, uh, you know, we've had several conversations I have, Nicholas has had, Cody's had with you over the last few months. And the the fun and excitement that Cruiser Saddles has brought to the table for us has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, What you guys have done for us thus far into the game in such short notice has been great. And we can't
2: thank you enough. But welcome to Talk About It Outdoors officially.
3: Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys having me on.
2: You know, we had several questions coming, in. I had a couple of guys reach out to me, and, and I just learned today two of our closest friends just purchased two saddles from you guys, Chat over uh, over the um, Memorial Day weekend. Um, but I've had several guys hit me up with questions, and we know that everybody's looking ahead for deer season right now. Everybody's ready to get out and look at stand choices, saddle choices, and, and we wanted hopefully anybody had any questions to bring them to the table, and if they don't, hopefully we bring them up.
3: Sure, man. I'm happy to answer any questions any you know anybody's got for us.
2: I would say let's start off with what's the what's the biggest question that you get from a from a person that's never used a saddle?
3: Oh geez. Um there are so many. Probably
2: one that stands out.
3: probably uh uh is that thing actually comfortable? You know yeah, I get mean? that one myself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you see people people see it um and they're, you know, I've had several people come up to us at trade shows and say there's no way that's comfortable, you know what I mean? And and then uh I'm like, you know, I just sit in it, man. It it'll uh it'll do the talking for itself and you know, it's always really cool seeing somebody who's skeptical sitting in it and then their eyes just light up and they're you know, they're Pleasantly surprised at how comfortable it actually is. So, not, I mean, not only, not only that it's you know it's super versatile, as you guys know, and everyone who's tried a saddle knows. You get three hundred and sixty degrees shooting around the tree, and it's super lightweight and packable. So,
2: before we get to that, why don't you tell us a little bit, tell the listeners a little bit about your um, how you got started.
3: Yeah, man. So uh, in in college, I started rock climbing. You ever been riding down the road,
2: seeing a piece of property that you couldn't live without, or maybe just wanted to sell your own land? Give our boy Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties a call. 770-296-2163, day or night, or check him out on Facebook.
3: climbed for, I don't know, seven, eight years before I started like getting really into deer hunting. And then, um, you know, I, I hunted a little bit when I was a kid with my grandfather and my dad would take me some, but I never, you know, never killed anything, anything like that. So like my hunting career was kind of adult onset hunting, you know what I mean? So, um, basically what happened was I climbed for You know, nine or 10 years really hard, pretty much made it my main focus. And then I fell about 22 foot rock climbing and pretty much shattered my right ankle. And uh, at that time I was married and had a, I don't know, I think my daughter was maybe seven months old. So uh, I was the only one working at the time. And then my wife ended up having to get a job because I was laid up for about six months, you know, trying to heal up and uh pretty much quit climbing then and started started focusing a lot on deer hunting because i mean i'm a pretty uh i got a pretty addictive personality when it comes to hobbies i think you guys might be able to relate with that but uh um so i had to just put all that focus that i had in rock climbing towards something else and uh bow hunting was it man so started bow hunting really hard. pretty much climbed trees and, and climbers, uh, for the first two years that I was hunting and then, uh, found the mobile game, uh, started reading a lot of Dan Infall stuff and, um, you know, started, started messing around with lock ons and stuff like that. And then I found saddle hunting and it just kind of correlated with that rock climbing and, uh, you know, saddle hunting and rock climbing just pretty much went hand in hand. Uh you're just hanging out of a harness on ropes, you know. That's what I knew for like ten or twelve years, you know. Um so there wasn't anything really that great commercially available at that time. So I just started tinkering around with the sewing machine in my garage and kind of built my own saddle. And uh, you know, it wasn't great. The first one was pretty terrible probably should have fell out of it and killed myself but uh, you know just a couple iterations later came out with uh, pretty much what we're selling now you know and uh you know I built it for myself and then built one for a couple other guys and then you know the list just got longer and longer and then I was basically was just like yo I got a business on my hands so uh, you know little did we know covid was about to hit so it was like i don't know man it all lined up in god's timing like i started cruiser and it just took off you know everybody quit going to work started deer hunting more so it just all worked out man where did the name come from um man it was kind of just an accident honestly we were i was riding around one day i knew that i wanted to start this business and um you know, knew I had a really good product on my hand. And uh, I think basically what happened was I was just riding around one day on my other job. I used to own a remodeling company and I think I was running to Lowe's or or the hardware store or something about to get some material. Um, And I knew I had this other business that I was going to start with the saddle hunting thing. And Uh, I was just driving around thinking of a name, man, and I was just trying to uh, correlate, like, what we do, what we chase, like, cruising bucks and, like, what we call them. We call them cruisers, and I just stuck, man, so couldn't think of anything cooler, so just slapped uh, slapped it on a label and sewed it on a saddle, so.
0: Well, we got a question that just came in from Zach Sims. All right, and this is kind of like a I guess a roundtable question. we could maybe go anywhere with this one, but Jack sure. Sam said, what's the biggest advantage using a saddle versus a lock on or other than the mobility
3: um, man 360 degrees shooting around the tree to be honest with you just the the shot opportunities you, opportunities that you have as well as being able to hide yourself behind the tree as the game comes in, you know, um, you're able to, because you're hanging on a rope from the tree, you're able to swing around the tree and put that tree right between you and the deer. And it pretty much will keep you from getting silhouetted and, and busted. So that's one of the main advantages besides the weight, you know, weight savings.
2: So here's a question talking about the, uh, being in the saddle, the harnesses that we're used to for just normal deer hunting, go up around the shoulders and kind of buckle it in the front. Did it take you a while to feel safe just with the, because the saddle basically is a safety harness. Yes. Did it take you a while to get used to that, not having that support up top?
3: No, because of the rock climbing background. You know, I was very comfortable with that. I mean, I've fallen 15, 20 foot on a, on a rope before, you know what I mean? Climbing a hundred foot up. So um, for me, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it didn't take any time at all for me to get used to it. You know, it's, it's really, I mean, you got to look at the numbers on these, on the material we're using. It's rated for, uh, I think our minimum breaking point on our saddle is rated for over thirty two hundred pounds. So you know you're not you're never gonna break that in like a falling scenario. Right. right. Was that a big four
2: question,
0: Nick? Was well was? there's another <laughs> big four <question.
2: laughs> yeah. how big how big is too big to be in
3: a saddle, I guess I should say. Man, I had a guy call us one time and he said uh he said what's your biggest size? I said well it goes up to about a 42 he said, Man, I got a 52 inch waist. And I said, Well, we could probably make you a saddle if you can get up in a tree. You know, <laughs> it'll hold you for sure. So, I mean, if you can climb in a tree, man, this thing, this thing will hold you in it. Well,
2: that, that saddle and the, the rope that you guys use is probably stronger than the platform that you guys sell. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. Yep. It is. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, it would probably be hard to. to the weight limit on the I would
3: guess the platform probably three hundred. Yeah, so all of our products have a three hundred pound weight limit on it. I mean, that's just you know we we third party test all of our products. Uh, same facility TMA does all their testing in. We're actually on a committee trying to come up with uh, you know standards for testing and all the saddle game because you know it, it, it's. Obviously, if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's not hard to go out and build a saddle and and uh, try to sell it to someone. You know what I mean? So the, the hard part is the, the business aspect of it, keeping up with, you know, customer service, getting all your products and raw materials. And, you know, it's that's the hard part. Making the product wasn't that hard. Um, you know, so... I've lost my train of thought. I don't even know where we, what was that question again?
2: I think you answered it pretty well. Do you want Ben? Yeah, so Ben Harrison from over at the Bow
0: Hunting League asked, do you feel you can't shoot as accurately from a saddle versus a stand? This is something he had heard.
3: Well, I mean, if you get a saddle tomorrow and then don't practice shooting out of it and plan to go hunt out of it in the fall – you're probably going to miss nine out of ten deer you shoot at. You know what I mean. Uh, you're not you're not going to buy a new bow and then not shoot it and then take it hunting. You know this is something you got to practice. There there is a learning curve. You know, it's I mean you're hanging from one point and you're like I said you're hanging. So you definitely want to practice shooting out of it. But as far as it making you less accurate, uh, I think that's a false statement. I think that's with anything, you just gotta practice. I mean think
0: about the first time you climbed up in a in a deer stand or a ladder stand or in any kind of stand, once you change that dynamic of where you're shooting from a flat grounded point, you better get your butt up and stand and practice a little bit if you've never done it. I ain't I I've sat in a saddle and, and my druther with it has always been, I don't like facing the tree. That's the only thing I don't like about it. The thought process behind carrying the saddle and all that, boy, that sounds great, especially for me, not being a big old feller. Yeah. But the the spacing the tree is the one thing that I've always said, well, I don't really want to face the tree, so I've stayed more towards the deer stand side. But I thought, well, I might get me a saddle for, for filming. You know, it'd be awful nice to go take a saddle and not have to carry it in, carry all your camera equipment in jack up above somebody and be able to hang above them to film because you're
2: really more adaptable with that saddle filming yeah i mean so when you first started hunting did you hunt out of a uh forward-facing worn sweat no i hunt no one a warren sweat it was an was it yeah face the tree oh yeah and that's why i hate them
0: so bad Man. <laughs> i thought they did face the way no they had a, a molded platform on the back of it yeah, yeah. now i had one that, me and that stand story you've heard me talk about, me and Dad went and got it off the pile log, had to cut it out of the tree. I took and cut it with a grinder so the seat could come loose on the back and you could put it on with your back against the tree. Right. We weren't careful. That thing would slide on you in cold weather and skid around. But, you know, talking about saddles, they're not new to the game. It's not a new thing. They've been around. The, the, some of the first saddles were built right here in Jasper, Georgia, in the yeah. original pre-saddle that was built. But what do you think, Chad, has been the craze for it to to get so popular in today's sport? What's brought that on so
3: much? Man, I think uh, there's a long, um, you know, a long line of evolution there, basically. I think that, you know, like you said, the first tree saddle was built down there in Georgia called the Greens Tree Saddle. Uh, they ended up becoming Trophy Line later on down the road, which Trophy Line's still around. Um, but that first tree saddle was made in uh, like the I think the late '60s or early '70s or something like that. So this is not a new concept. But what is new is uh, you know, you know that that saddle never took off, right? Because they were having to advertise in magazines and things like that. And there's no way to like show people how that thing worked. So when they invented it, it didn't really take off. And then the internet came along and there were still people doing, you know, practicing saddle hunting, using saddles to, to be successful in the woods. But, you know, with the internet and then, you know, YouTube taking off and hunting and stuff like that, you know, people started, uh pretty much advertise I, I mean honestly you know uh there's a website called saturn saddle com. it's just a forum so that kind of bred a bunch of the um you know praise of saddle hunting and then there's other companies that came out and started really advertising it and creating videos uh-huh.
0: Are you thinking about buying or selling land in this crazy real estate market? Give our boy Zach Bobo a call. He's a full service real estate company that services all of North Georgia, and they've been ranked number one for all your buying, selling, or investing needs for three years running. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Bobo Real Estate or online
3: at ZachBobo.com. Creating hype and then I mean, you know, after everyone sees a video of it and they you know, they're hunting on public land, hiking two miles in, and then it just makes sense, man, to to shed a bunch of weight, you know. You want every advantage and every edge over everybody else. So that original
0: green street set weighed about forty seven pounds too. It was made (laughs) out of less leather that was about that thick and and like quarter you remember the you remember the uh the full leg gators. I know you had a set of them in that old army like camo that's corduroy. Yeah. Or not corduroy, but cordure or whatever they call that material. That was, that's what those saddles were made out. Stiff as
2: a board. Well, and let me tell you about that saddle. Hank's still got one. He still hunts out of it. Josh has got player. one. And it's so hard to get in, they sewed the instructions on one of the straps. <laughs> so you
3: can see <laughs> it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Josh put. Build like a metal brace to keep his legs apart. Yeah, his. yeah, yeah.
0: You see, and, and that's something that you see people talk about. Ted with hip pinch. Yeah. What is what is hip pinch in a saddle, and what have, have y'all talked what have y'all done to try to eliminate that a little
3: bit? So obviously, if if you look at the saddle and the geometry uh, uh, behind the saddle, I mean, you've got one anchor point that you're anchored to, and then it comes down in a triangle. And then essentially that triangle is going to squeeze you at the hips, um, you know. And if, if you don't have the geometry right, you don't have the material right, uh, you're going to experience hip pinch. We've been able to, um, you know, pretty much design a saddle uh, with the right material, the right geometry, to pretty much eliminate hip pinch. Like none of the straps are going to dig in. Um, You don't want any straps running over that hip bone. Uh, You want a a material that's going to support uh, the hunter's full butt. Like it's, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, you could just slap some mesh and, and webbing together, but it's, you know, that's what a lot of people are doing, and that's why... You know, with other companies and other saddles, a lot of people complain about that hit pinch. We've been able to eliminate that by choosing the right material and choosing the right geometry. So, And that's something that you see a lot.
0: I I guess when you fill that saddle out, you're a bigger guy than me. You're definitely going to have more hit. You've got more weight hanging off that tree than my 150-pound self's going to So with that geometry there, having somebody that thought about, hey, a bigger guy is going to have more of this. I need to change this or do that. Now, just say a guy shows up on Cruiser's website trying to figure out what saddle he wants to use and what model, what are the differences in the models that y'all offer and what is the distinguishing factor between if I'm a bigger guy, this is what I need to lean towards, or if I'm a smaller frame guy, what is this what I need to lean towards?
3: Well, honestly, I think, uh, you know, the website's pretty self-explanatory they, it, there's descriptions on, on all of our products. Uh, we offer two different models of saddle and both saddles come in three different sizes. So we're, uh, we're accommodating, you know, 99% of people in that, you know, their body top. So, um, when it comes down to the individual saddles, we have a, our XC, which is essentially a single-panel saddle with a pleat in the middle of it um, that'll expand and pretty much cup your backside, give you some more back support or support under your legs if you choose to pull it down. Um, the other saddle is a two-panel saddle, so they're two independently adjustable panels uh sewed into one harness so that essentially will give you a cradle for your butt and then essentially like a built-in back band or a back brace so you've got cupping underneath your butt and then you're able to pull that top panel up and you know that thing kind of feels like a low back stool or something like that so it's uh as far as body sizes and which one people prefer um man it is across the board uh we'll 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 get people in a saddle and I'll, i'll you know my favorite is the xc because it's just i mean it's simple stupid like it's simple comfort you just sit in it you open up the pleat and you're hunting the the two panel uh i like to tell people you know it's it's a little more work but you might get a little more comfort out of it so it's really personal preference
2: is, that, is the extra comfort, is that for more longer sets or maybe people with back problems you?
3: Well, I mean, honestly, all of our kits come with a backband, so that XC will will feel like the two-panel with the backband. Uh, it's just a little simpler to use, and you just have to add that backband to the system to give you that upper back support. Uh, the Archon, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I, I, I hunted uh, South Dakota last year for eight days in a row. And four out of the eight days, I sat daylight to dark in the XC. And it was, you know, hunting daylight to dark sucks in anything that you're hunting out of. But it, yeah. uh, it, it uh you know, it was comfortable. I, I You know, I felt great after I got out of the tree. Tired, obviously. But, um, and I could have done the same thing in the Archon. Uh but like I said for me I just like the simple mess up the XC. So
1: Chad, I've got a question for you. Absolutely. After you spent a season in a saddle and you're used to it and you're comfortable with it. Um when you get set up and it's time to make a move, you need to be forty yards in a different tree. Can you tell me just on average about how long it takes to rip that set down and get to the base of the tree?
3: Yeah, man. So uh it really so the thing about saddle hunting, man, is there are a million different ways to climb. People are coming up with new ways to climb every yeah. day. So uh, for me personally, I like to just use climbing sticks because of that scenario right there. If I need to get down real quick, I can get down real quick and, and move over. Uh, you know, a, a one stick is another great option, obviously, because you've got one climbing stick you can repel out of the tree you don't have four sticks to pack up uh but it
1: it
3: is it is a little more work getting up in the tree um but for me personally i like those four climbing sticks so i can break that down move over get back up in the tree in probably 15 minutes or less that's that's right. what I wanted
1: to know. Do you use the top of that fourth climbing stick as a platform, or do you have a separate platform you prefer?
3: No, I have a. We have a separate platform that I pref- that our seeker platform. That's the one that I use.
1: yep. So with your XC four sticks, that seeker platform. What kind of weight do you think that you're in and out with? Just I, I won't hold you to it, but just average.
3: Um, I think with my pack, my saddle which obviously the saddle's around your waist with your ropes in it. So that's kind of, you're not really feeling that weight as much. Uh, but the the backpack with the platform and the sticks, you're talking about. Let's see, dude, uh, maybe 12 pounds. Okay. Yeah. 10 to 12 pounds, I would say. It just depends on what sticks you're running.
0: Yeah. That's pretty doggone wide. It is.
1: (laughs) It is. I'm a huge proponent of the mobile game. That's why I'm asking, but I'm brand new to saddle. Cool, man. Yeah. Me
3: too. Have you guys,
2: have you guys um, started doing any sticks yet?
3: Yeah. So we've been working on a set of sticks uh, for a while now, actually. So we're, uh, we're, we're, I mean, we're, working on a set right now that are 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 kind of pushing the edge of like material science like we're we're making a stick that's going to be right at about a pound per stick and uh they'll stack together like pancakes and lock together um but they're they're gonna be uh like an injection mold molded polymer with uh carbon fiber infused in it so uh all one piece construction you know will we'll stack like pancakes and be right around a pound per stick and that's made in america and under a hundred dollars per stick
1: Whew. that's awesome yeah,
0: that is awesome. yeah. Do you, do you yeah. think do you think that uh what do you got? This is first of July. Do you think there might be a prototype coming out for the fall trade
3: shows? Maybe a bow shoot you might be trying
0: to go attend or something. I, I, mean,
3: I would love to say that I could bring one to the bow shoot, but I don't think I'll be able to. <laughs> but oh, what an opportunity <laughs> I do think they'll be out before before season. Most everyone's season.
0: So that's uh, pretty, that's pretty sharp. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) it has got my mind thinking now. I'm getting ready to buy four sticks. What (laughs) length sticks are you thinking, Chad?
3: Uh, they're going to be about 18 inches step to step. Perfect.
1: Wow. That's that's pretty pretty big news there. I can't wait to see that.
3: You'll also be able to use, uh, any attachment method you want to attach them to the tree. So like daisy chains, uh, uh, Rope mod or or just a can buckle strap. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm a Daisy chain man. I love those Amstels. Yeah, come, come yeah. And and the chains are nice. The Jokers is they're nice. They're
3: amazing. I mean, it's amazing to me how strong free. that amp still is. Yeah, good. I mean,
0: well, you're you're hearing him talk about yeah plastic polymer molded plastic yeah. that we're going to be able to climb with
2: soon. So what is the weight limit on that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> three hundred pounds. There'll be a three hundred pound weight limit stick.
2: So what sticks are you going to go with? So if, if I, I kill
3: like... a big buck, I'll have to climb down before I start buck dancing. No, the best part of them sticks is you'll be able to knock them together, use them for rattling ant- antlers. <laughs> right? <There you> go. <laughs> oh,
2: so let's say good. somebody gets online Chad, and, and purchases a saddle. Um, what comes with that saddle, or what should what what else should they be purchasing while they're getting
3: that saddle? So we've made that pretty easy for people who are new to the game. We've got. Uh, we've got kits that allow you to, you know, it's pretty much we put a kit together that will tell you what you need if you're a new saddle. If you're new to the game, never saddle hunted before, go in get one of our super kits. It's going to have both ropes you need, a tether, a lineman rope, uh, a dump pouch, a back band, a saddle, and a platform. Obviously, we don't have sticks yet, but they're coming out. And as soon as we get that done, we'll incorporate those sticks into the super kit as well. Um, but, that, you know, that's pretty much all you need for saddle hunting uh, except this set of climbing sticks. Which a lot of people have already because they've been using a lock-on stand, you know. So. So when you're going in the
2: woods, and, and we, we kind of spoke about this when we run into one another in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you're carrying a backpack in there, you have sticks, you have a platform, you're already wearing your saddle in there. I assume you're not backpacking it in there. If you haven't if you have a camera arm and a camera, is all that fitting in your backpack and is there plans for cruiser to come out with a backpack and fit all that?
3: Actually. Uh, yes, there, there. All that stuff will fit in most backpacks that people use. Um, and to answer the other question, yes, we do have a backpack that we we've already designed. It's already being built at the moment. Uh, we should be getting a prototype here pretty soon. Actually,
2: like for a bow <laughs> <laughs> like maybe
3: before the bow shoot. We'll see. I think. I think possibly. So, awesome. yeah, and I, I
0: think you know, for guys that have used systems, you know, and, and I'm gonna go to what you know, Jason taught me taught me the, the system method. And you know, we, we run the, the Lone Wolf custom gear systems first things. and for Cruiser to be adapting that mod model of going with a full, complete system, yeah it shows what you talked about earlier as an evolution and you can't have a, I don't want to use a backpack for my deer stand that I would use with a saddle. You know, I would not want to use those same concepts because there's going to be straps and stuff that mod to my 1.0 that necessarily I wouldn't need on a saddle setup. So for you guys to be able to creatively innovate more and more components into that system, Hats off to you, man. And, and you, you said something earlier, and we say it when we're talking. It's proudly made right here in the USA. So, I mean, it's its something that's very cool to see. And y'all's adaptation to think forward. Not think backwards and not think, well, we made this and we made that. And y'all haven't flooded the market with a ton of saddles. There doesn't need to be 15 different saddles in your lineup. Y'all basically built two different models and you're focusing on improving those two models instead of oh let's go build let's launch a new one this year we don't have That's to do that and right. i think that speaks volumes to your to your brand and your product
3: yeah i mean i don't honestly i don't know how we could make the xc more comfortable obviously we could add some frills and you know whatever to it to make it you know more appealing i guess to some people but Uh, You know, that's all just like rouge and lipstick, you know what I mean? So it's um, the thing functions, it's comfortable, and it works, man. Um, That we do have some plans to, uh, you know, the seat obviously is a gray mesh or a black mesh. We do have some plans to add some camouflage to our saddles here pretty soon. So, um, you know. Possibly, possibly for the bow shoot. So. <laughs> good side job, yeah. uh, so We've actually, we've actually worked on our own camouflage pattern as well. Uh, so we'll have a one-off camouflage pattern that goes on our saddles and it's going to be pretty adaptable to a lot of the popular stuff that's out there. So we're, we're excited about that too.
2: Chad, you probably do things a little different on this um, on getting up in the tree and how you carry your sticks up and how you carry your platform. Um, what do you find most new users like? Do they just go up put their sticks up, climb back down, get their platform, climb back down, get their bag? How, how do they? How do you hear that they do it? I
3: uh, man, I you know honestly, like I said, there's so many different ways to climb up in a tree. So, you know, if if somebody's climbing with sticks. I recommend that they try to go up all in one, you know, one climb. Bring everything up with you. Uh, for me personally, I, I, I leave my platform on my backpack, or if I'm using our smaller platform that'll come out here pretty soon, um, I'm putting it on the back of my saddle with a loop. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll hang this the platform off the back of the saddle. I'll put two sticks on my side. And then uh, on the ground, I'm hanging two sticks as high as I can. You know, first stick where I can get my foot up on it, the second stick as high as I can. And then as I'm climbing, obviously I have a bow rope that's pulling up my bow. as I'm climbing, take a stick off, put it on, take the next stick off, put it on, get to the top of that stick, you put your platform on, and then, you know, put your tether around the tree, hook in, step over on your platform, pull up your bow, you know. Uh, so, so to to be efficient, I mean, you really want to try to go up in one shot.
2: Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick: Are you hanging the, your bow uh, uh, line down off your saddle, or are you leaving it on your backpack to pull your bow up once you get up there?
3: Or yeah. I, personally, it's tied to my saddle.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have my. Oh. I just use paracord that I do the figure eight loops with wrap it up, and then I'll tie one end to my bow, unwrap it, throw it all down so the coils, you know. If you do that figure eight loop thing, it won't get tangled. Tie one side to my, to my saddle and just start climbing. You know, when I, get, when I get to the top, I just reach down, grab that, and pull it up and hang it on my gear loop. Because I'm not a saddle hunter, I'm curious. When you go up with four sticks, say, where are you, how are those sticks connected Do you, where you can access them, but where they're not going to fall off or tangle with each other? So, I do one, I do two different things. Uh, You know, I got several different climbing sticks that I use. So, uh, some of them have paracord tied onto the climbing sticks and I have little kydex hooks. That I hook into the Molly system. Now I'll just take that paracord and hook it right onto that uh, that Kydex hook, and that's how that stick will just hang off that off that saddle with that you know yeah uh, paracord Kydex hook loop. Um, the other one is I'm taking the tree cleat, and where my backpack straps come over my shoulder, you've got that one inch webbing that's underneath the straps. I'll put that. Uh, that tree cleat inside of that uh, webbing right there and just kind of jerk on it and it'll, it'll stay put. And then I climb up and just pull it out as I go. Yeah. Depends Uh, on which sticks I'm using. You know what I mean?
0: Saddle hunting has been able to create a, well, it's created market competition. And and not necessarily just with the saddles, but with the accessories that can go on the saddles. Uh, You get on one of these saddle hunter forums and there is everything in the world that you could imagine to find. If you want to deer hunt and you're not, I don't care if you're a saddle hunter or not, get on one of those saddle hunter pages and you're going to see every little, it's a gadget man's dream. I'm I surprised you don't have one. What? A saddle? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... I'm on the saddle hunter page. I've bought all kinds of stuff off of there. I mean, I you know, the BK strap that we we yeah. got, we bought those off of there and met Brian on a saddle hunting page. But the biggest thing that I've seen is those 3D molded little little uh hangers for your sticks to hang off the saddles. There's guys building those, there's guys building all kinds of 3D molded things that they can do in their garage. And for what it's worth. I think it's created a community of, of tinkers. I mean, that people, Hey, I can build something for that. You know, mm-hmm. let me throw this out there. Of course, you know, they may not be making a war pigeon on it, but a guy that's building a saddle may not necessarily want to be the one that's building all these little gadgets to go with it, but he tries something out and it gives him a chance to partner with somebody or say, Hey, I use this with our saddle system. And it gives that guy a chance to make a, make a decent living probably for some of this stuff that he's making, you know, and then you've got, of course, I love the, what is it? The mad rock argument the, or, or yeah. something Rock. What, what are the, tell it, tell anybody that doesn't know what that is. What is that?
3: Yeah. So that's just a, uh, so the mad rock safeguard is what you're talking about. And those yeah. things, uh, uh, Greg Staggs, he makes YouTube videos, used to be a, a, you know, a writer for some magazines back in the day, but, uh, he's pretty prevalent in the saddle hunting community, but he, uh, I don't know, people were talking about rappelling out of the tree from one sticking and all that stuff. So those things are pretty small and they, uh, you know, they don't have a spring in them, so you can lean back in them and they're self-breaking with a handle on it. So it's really easy to uh, it's really simple to use, and it's it's kind of perfect for saddle hunting. So he pretty much like was a proponent and first user of one of those in saddle hunting. And uh, man, they're people. Those things are like gold. Dude. <laughs> the, the company
0: like 150 bucks.
3: Yeah, so the company can't keep up with the demand on producing those. So we get them every once in a while. Um. Basically, Mad Rock will call us and say, hey, I've got 50 of these. Do you want them? And we're like, well, obviously we want them. Uh, but, I mean, they have to supply so many different stores like backcountry, like all these climbing places, you know, because those things are designed for rock climbing. They're they're actually a belay device for, for, you know, rock climbing. But they can double as a rappelling device, and that's what people are using them for. And uh, yeah, it's just it's I don't it's crazy. Those things are are like hotcakes, man.
0: All right, for somebody that doesn't know what one sticking is, now obviously you have one stick that you're going to climb yeah. with You may have a three-step acre on there or whatever. Yeah. So you climb the tree with that single stick. <laughs>
2: Hang on one second. It's scary, big hey, guys. Bit.
3: Believe it or not, there's a lot of big guys that do it. I promise. <laughs> maybe, they,
0: maybe they just need to be a little bit more athletic. Don't fall, don't fall down yet. <laughs> Keep going. Go get your drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they climb the tree. Now you you're up there. You got your one stick, and you're rappelling out of the tree. How in the hell do you get your rope loose that you rappelled down with? That's my question.
3: Yeah, so uh, it's pretty simple, actually. You know, you use, like, a a quick link. Think of, like, a a chain quick link. You know, you tie the rope, the end of the rope, onto the quick link, and then you can wrap it around the tree, and instead of passing 40 foot of rope through a sewn eye or, like, a a loop that you tied on the rope, you can just use that quick link to, to screw back onto the rope. What you do from there, what I do, uh, I, I've dabbled with one sticking. I don't personally one stick, but what you can do is you can take your bow rope, tie it on the behind the knot, tie your bow rope, and then drop it to the ground. And when you rappel out of the tree, you pull on that bow rope, and it loosens that loop around the tree, and it'll just fall down the tree.
0: What if you've got limbs up to there though? you
1: well
3: you in? just keep pulling on that rope and it'll pull that one end with the uh, with the okay. link on it gotcha. to you and then you're able to pull the tag in out. Yeah. Well uh, then I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm more impressed with how they get up the tree with one stick. Yeah. I, I got a I got a one uh, stick I'll bring to the bow shoot. I'll yeah. let you hey, try that awesome. out.
2: I'm
0: Doing it. It's doing unreal. That. I mean, I, the, I I wondered the same thing, but from what I've seen, they'll climb up to the top of it. They reach as high as they can with their their what do you call that rope that you're tied your to? Tether. Tether. So your tether. You hook in and you're hanging from the saddle. Then you get your stick and you move it up yeah. as high as you can. You stand on the stick, unhook your tether. You go up as high as you can these guys going up the tree in three and a half, four minutes with that one stick. But you think, he uh, you think of,
2: like if you're, let's uh, say you're hunting in North Georgia mountains yeah. and you're hiking back in there, I don't know, two or three miles. Yeah. It'd be easier to pull that one stick <laughs> to come out with these new sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's
2: right. <laughs> that's now, right what man. do you
0: do know with one stick? Now is if you lose the one stick, and you're one sticking are you up one stick creek without a paddle? <laughs> on, basically. No, oh, that's,
3: where, that's where the repelling comes in to, into there. So I, I imagine you.
0: This is what I've got in my mind. I'm right to do this, too, but I'm going to do it. You're, you're one stick. In. Okay. You're in the middle of, uh, let's say, Dawson Forest one <laughs> stick. You've dropped that one <laughs> stick out of the tree like the bottom of your old climber fell out, okay. and you're hanging there. Calling somebody to come get you back. Shit, you got no surface
2: up there. You get out real quick.
3: Better bear hug that hope tree and climb hope down. I
2: better hope I bear for my boat. Oh, <laughs> real strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you
0: got a rappel rope that you drop. You got, got your dad there around the tree. You got a dump pack. That, that. And that's what they most people do, right, Chad, is nope. they have a dump pack nope. with that rope in it. That's so exact. you drop it out and you mad rock down the tree with that. Mad Rock. We got those on sale over on (laughs)
2: TalkAboutItOutdoors.com for $312 right now. (laughs) What do you call the bag The bag? Yeah. Dump Dump pouch. How
3: many dump pouches do you run? I run two on my saddle.
2: Okay. Okay. Now, um that's not for taking a dope in for
3: anybody that hears this, That's little says, debbies, yeah. Little debbies, yeah. How
0: many little debbies can you get in the dump pouch? That's what we really need to
3: get. A uh, whole box of them, bro.
0: <laughs> it
1: goes to show why you got to practice this, though, Chad. There's no way at five o'clock in the morning you're going. I would look like Ray Charles at Ranger Camp <laughs> in the dark without practicing. You better be proficient and pretty good. Yeah. You know, before you try this, this is not just a novice, you know, climber that you hook around a tree one time and start climbing up in and hope it levels out. That's um there's a lot more technical stuff to this. And like you said earlier, there's so many different variations and every saddle hunter's got their own opinion on what's, you know, best or what works for them. But I also think that's the intriguing part about it is you find what works best for you and what's most comfortable. And once you get that geometry down, then that's when it gets easier.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man, I mean, that's the beauty of saddle hunting, is it is a, uh, you can, it's such a uh, customizable way to hunt that you can piece, you know, you can piece your whole system together and then be, you know, comfortable with what you're using, you know what I mean? So, it's, It it, it is the most versatile way to hunt, and it's uh, the best way, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Since I started, I haven't hunted out of anything else. I mean, truthfully. My wife killed me by buying more gadgets. She's probably watching right now. Well,
0: I'll tell (laughs) you, the saddle, you get on one of those saddle hunting pages, And I think I told you this the first time I talked to you, Chad, about the the saddles. I don't know anything about all these ropes and knots and everything that I got to tie. And he's like, hold on. (laughs) I think you're getting a common misconception that comes with saddles that not knots the stuff that you have to know how to tie. You can learn how to do that stuff to make yourself more efficient. Yeah. I wasn't a boy
2: scout, so I can't tie them life, so. Yeah. Do exactly. you get a lot of do you get a lot of um, gun hunters that want to buy a saddle or is it mainly bow hunters?
3: Uh I would say it's predominantly bow hunters, but we do get that question a lot can you but can you gun hunt out of it? And you know you can. I mean, it's, you know, it's no different than bow hunting, but, uh, the difference there is, you know, longer shots downrange. You do have a little more crosshair float, so it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, just cause you can't really get your gun stable in some positions out of a set. Sa- I personally, I can't, some people gun hunt out of it all the time. Uh, I don't. I think I picked up a gun one time last year and didn't even fire it when I went hunting. So I'm, you know, 99.9% bow hunting. So I've seen,
0: there's, there's guys that have learned now how to take and almost wrap their extra rope up around the tree and wrap it around the gun and they use it for a prop. Yeah. Whereas where having a prop off the ground, they use it off the top and they're hanging that gun there as a basically a rest. I yeah. mean they're using it that
1: way. I've seen a guy use a bow holder that you screw into the tree and double it back on itself and that's his gun
3: rest. That's there the only go.
1: Yeah, that's one guy. Even,
3: even our backband, you know, if you've got gear gear hooks up a like around the tree, you can hook that backband on one of them gear hooks put the gun through it. Yeah, same thing, you know. I've well, done that.
2: With that being said, um
3: what arm length
2: do you recommend for a camera arm out of the saddle Mm,
3: yeah uh, I don't know man I use I use the um, what's called the fourth arrow they made one that's uh, uh, specifically for saddle hunters and it works great you know so that's the one that I use I think uh, you know y'all talked about Lone Wolf custom gear They make one that works really well their pocket arm is almost perfect for saddle hunting
0: are you in need of forestry mulching tree services hauling grading and excavation in the southeast well give our buddy logan severa a call with lrs land services you can head over to facebook instagram and check out his work or give him a call at 404-889-1105 stop putting off clearing that back for you and give our boy a call
3: You know, I I think any camera arm will work, especially, uh, you know, if uh, you're like Alex said, you're using it for filming somebody else. It doesn't really matter what camera arm you're using because you can maneuver it around the tree because that's your main focus. You know what I mean? But if you're self-filming, I would probably stick with one of those that that can get in tight to the tree. Because you're more than likely going to need to move that camera between you and the tree, and also under your tether. So, uh,
2: and, and where are you putting that on the on the tree? Like, I guess go from waist to
3: bed. so. Yeah, when I'm standing, I want the camera mounted right at my waist.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, bow hanger.
3: Are you using a short bow hanger with that, a two-limb or three-limb bow hanger? Uh, So I use a strap that HME u- makes. And the only reason, that's the only reason we haven't made one, because you can buy that thing for $7, you know what I mean? And uh, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of the, you know, guys who are 3D pin- printing bow hangers, you know, the stra- accessory straps or whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, so we, you know, I, I'm not, I could make one, but it's not going to be much different. Yeah.
2: Well, so, I, I guess that's the best way to get it. Um, most okay. of them hang them on the
0: tree with it in front of them. Right. Chad, you have Exactly. Hand, I yeah. Think hanging okay, okay. Exactly. I think, yeah. You're not wanting to impede your shot in any yeah. capacity with something hanging off the tree. You right. know, it, nah. it, it, the jawbone that, that BK makes that Brian makes, yeah. we've right. got one. It yeah. hangs right to the tree. I mean it's it's an accessory strap. You've got it on there, it's got little books all the way around. You can hang with rattling horns, grump, tall. But for me, I don't I don't think you would want something sticking
2: way yeah. out to, yeah. to get I'll in like the way that. of going around the tree. And I don't know. I mean yeah, I wouldn't think so either. I was just kind of questioning. Um, yep. State by state, do you guys have a? Do you guys know what state you do the best sales in? Is, is it getting big in the Midwest or down south?
3: Man, since we've started, well, probably not since we started, but I think since maybe uh, August of 2020, uh, Pennsylvania has been our best state in sales. Imagine shooting
1: a flintlock out of That
3: I think. Uh, I think two months ago, Tennessee took over Pennsylvania for the first time. Really? That's cool. Well, boys, listen.
0: If you listen to this show, it's time for George to show up and show out. Right. We're, gonna, we're gonna show up for cruiser. It's time for us to take over the map.
3: Yeah, come come to that bow shoot. These boys are hosting. We'll be there. Uh, You'll be able to try out all of our stuff. So, do you think this? Do you think this saddle game has
2: helped people get in tighter on bucks than they felt like they could with a with a lock
3: on? Man, I think I, I think the saddle is a tool. Um, I think people have been getting in on bucks real tight before the saddles got real popular. Um. But I definitely think it's helping now. I think there's a lot of tactics that have come out in the last six or seven years that that have helped people get really tied in on bucks. But I, I do believe it has made people more successful just because you've got more shot opportunities, you've got more tree opportunities. I mean, that's a huge factor there. You can You can get in any tree with a saddle as long as it'll hold you, you can get in it. You know, it might take you longer to climb up that tree with 25 limbs between here and 20 foot, but you can get in that tree. Uh, you can't do that with a climber or a, you could you could probably do it with a lock on. It's going to be a huge pain in the butt. You're probably going to make a lot of noise with a, with a, with a saddle. You're able to do that. So I think that right there, you know, people, Especially on public land, you know, people are people are going in, uh, you know, one two miles scouting their way in, trying to find hot spots, and then they may get to a spot that's got a lot of really hot sign, and then, you know, they can't find a tree with their cl- for their climber. So the saddle, you don't have to hunt for a tree anymore. You're hunting the the sign. Love it. Well,
0: Nick. You, we we hadn't had you know the opportunity to hear about how Chad got his start and you know, a lot of things, but we got August twentieth coming up for that. We're going to have him you know hopefully in the house in the studio to tell us a, tell us a few old hunting
3: tales and stuff. He's like gonna that. Be, but he's
2: going to get tired of us. Well, at least one time <laughs> he's not going to be able to make it to one.
3: But yeah, he's going to yeah. get two shows. Well, no one show. Sorry, one show. One show yeah,
2: we'll get one
0: show before the sure. Well, he's not going to be there. Pester the fire out of it. Well he'll send the proxy. Do you uh hit yeah. him with the question though? The, the all famous question? let's wait. Let's wait. We'll don't well. let's wait. We'll, on that. We'll this, don't is more of, this was more of a you know, a cruiser conversation around what saddles are doing and what's, you know, what's the the best of this and the best of that. We can sit here all night and debate it, but I think that one thing that you've been able to do Chad is show people that you are willing to to get out and explain your product. But the one thing I like best about what you've done tonight is you've not compared yourself to anyone else and you've not tried to talk over anyone else that's in the community. And and for, for that, it just shows the the reputation speaks for itself for what is trying to do. And I think that's the one thing that we've been very proud to see as a partnership with you, that we feel the same way that everybody's going to have their own opinions on stuff. I'm not gonna put my opinions I'm gonna tell you what I think, mean, but you don't have to, you know, take that for the gospel. You're gonna have your own opinion and stuff. And that's I true. think that's the one thing that, that will that will stick in stone for the for the remainder of our relationship, which I hope it's for many years to come that right. we both balanced on that same same platform.
3: Yeah, man. I'm a I'm a man of only so many words, so I like to let let our products just speak for themselves, you know. Well,
0: that mustache awesome. speaks enough for you. I, I hope you still got that thing when it comes down to, uh, comes down to the boat, yeah. I've got to grow my back out now. You're yeah.
3: Well, I don't know if my wife had anything to do with it. She'd have it shaved off already, but. <laughs> well, um, you know, you got you got
1: anything else, Nick? I'm, I'm good, man. I think you hit on several questions yeah. that we yep. wanted to hear yeah. that, that was
0: really good, so. How
1: about
3: you, Cody? No, I'm I'm good. I'm excited, Mr. Lewis. Are
0: you? Are you? Has the saddle conversation intrigued you at all? Yeah, it really my. has.
1: Chad's done a great job just explaining it and keeping it simple, and I appreciate that because that's
0: no kiss man. Yeah, I mean, it's just the
1: way, especially us mobile hunters. I can't have too much going through my mind. You got to keep it simple. You know, right? Uh, yep, I love it. It's just another
0: tool. I like it. I like that I like that mentality. It's just. Yeah.
3: You know, probably- i mean the whole the whole point right the whole the whole reason we do this is to go in and kill yes, whatever's right. going to make us the most successful to do that why not you know so. right. i agree 100 percent. well you know we appreciate you
0: taking your time out of the day to uh to come over and, and speak with us tonight and Sorry, the, the listener interaction wasn't as good. Where's all our, our people at tonight? But at the same time, they'll be able to go back over to YouTube and, and watch this and hear it on the podcast, hopefully, and, and see what we got going on with it. But you yes. know, we sure appreciate you taking your time to come and be with us tonight, Chad.
3: Absolutely, fellas. Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Chad, cruiser saddles, we'll see cruiser you. August, saddles, sure. we'll see, uh, no, we'll see you in August.
3: Yeah, you won't see me in July, but we'll, we'll see you in August for sure, man. The, the cruiser booth will be set up at the uh,
0: G.O.N. Outdoor Blast along yep. with us. We'll be right across from them. That's in Emerson, Georgia, July 29th, 30th, the 31st. And in right. the Birmingham, World Deer Expo on August 13th, 14th, excuse me, 12th, 13th. 14th, we will be over there and cruiser will be there as well. So, y'all make sure and you then... uh, come to the bow shoot. Dollar talking about the outdoors, they're gonna be live and in person for that one.
3: I'll see you, I'll see you guys in Alabama. I'll be at that okay. one,
0: okay? okay. All right. Well, yeah. so, Hey, two weekends back to back.
3: That's right, like, that's y- right. Y- <laughs> yeah. Jesus just Lord.
2: Hey, y'all just take some stuff, man. yeah. Y'all
0: just take whatever you want. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll be talking
3: soon. Absolutely, fellas. Appreciate you. Take care.
0: Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering, barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Ducks for rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Jones.